you remember when millennials used to be like a hip thing, like the cool little buzzword, like it sounded so cool. Like we entered a whole new millennium. Like we were the digital age, the cool cats. Now we're just old. I think millennials literally go up to age range of like 40 now. We're old, we're pooped, we're tired. Everyone knows our jig, the jig's up. And one of the basic like tenets of being a millennial is literally just like never watching TV anymore. You know, back in the day, it used to be around 7 p.m., 8 p.m. and you used to rush home to watch your TV show. But now we don't watch TV like peasants. I'm sorry, we are the masters of our universe. When we watch TV, we do witchcraft, and we, whether it was TiVo or some sort of TV on demand, we started pausing it, recording, and now we're so savvy, we just stream it online. Everything we watch online. We're like literally the genies from Aladdin. Millennials, we run the world. And somehow the TV providers have caught on and they started providing all of these services that cater to our millennial needs, whether that's the OG Bobby Johnson Netflix or that's Disney Plus, there's Crave, there's Hulu, there's so much coming out, I can't even keep it up with it anymore. Recently, this recession has had some winners and some real losers. Connell the Cruise Line, loser. Big, 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 big loser. Thank God I didn't have a big position. Airlines, a loser. Delta, loser. Winner's Resource, loser. All of these real estate investment trusts, all of these little REITs out there, big losers. All of them. Every single one. Try to name a REIT that's not a loser. Sorry, I, I got so excited I just broke my table. Because this table is probably built by a loser. And that company is probably losing. But know who some big winners? Walmart. It's pretty big winner. Costco. Pretty big winner. Clorox. Pretty big winner. These tech companies, Amazon, Facebook, massive winners. But one of the biggest OG winners? Netflix. I'm sorry. Can you not go outside anymore? Was your restaurants locked down? Are you afraid of people coughing on you? Netflix has came to the rescue. Whether it's home dates with your loved one, whether it's Netflix and chill with that would-be date you would have, Netflix has came through and been the quintessential app to survive this quarantine. And Netflix has provided some of its best value this year, whether it's Michael Jordan's documentary, whether it's uh, Carol Baskin's killed her husband, whacked him, (laughs) better known as the Tiger King. Um, They've just came out with banger after banger of titles. However, I think Netflix's true value doesn't come just from its titles that, you know, get people to buy the service, whether that's like a Stranger Things or one of these like marquee titles that comes out. I think Netflix's service really, what really creates the value and why it's recently jumped up 10% this week comes from shows like Good Girls. Shows where you didn't think you'd watch it. 
but somehow they get you to watch it. So as anyone who has a Netflix account knows, you go into Netflix and they have a big screen at the top, kind of looks like a TV screen, and an instant trailer plays one of their newest shows out or one of the shows that they're promoting. Every time you finish a show, it starts promoting a new show on Netflix. Netflix is really trying to amp their discoverability up. You go on the user interface, you see the one through 10, you see what's popular, what's trending this week. Netflix doesn't want you to think about what show you want to watch. They want to show you a show and make you watch it. That's right. They don't care what you like. They like stuff for you. They're going to make you watch it. They don't care. They're an abusive boyfriend. It's an abusive relationship that you're not getting out and you're not calling the police. This is straight up domestic people. And Good Girls is the absolute epitome of what Netflix's business model is. Good Girls is a TV show where in the trailer they show you three girls robbing a bank. Now, the three girls, you know, they look don't look like the typical bank robbers. They look like very like housewife, very like girl next door, very like we're raising families. And they're, you know, they're you no know, middle class people who get them behind on their debts. And then they go and rob, sorry, a store, a store. Right. And then so I start watching the show because, of course, you know, Netflix is like, you know, a demon. They're pimp, they're hypnotist, whatever. And I start watching it. And all of a sudden, I'm on season two, and I'm like, why am I watching the show? So I'm about to get into some mid to light spoilers, because I know none of you are probably ever going to watch it. And if you do, who cares? I'm going to spoil it for you, okay? This is what we do on the Uneducated Investor podcast. Um, God damn, I don't feel bad for any of these girls, and I don't know why they're robbing stuff. I don't know why they're they're going into this crazy criminal lifestyle. It just doesn't make sense. It makes zero sense. And it makes me hate these girls females and i'm like you guys just look like some privileged white slash black girls like what wh- why are you why are you stealing stuff i don't get it what's, what's going on there, there's no motivation there's no character progression they just make terrible decisions the whole time and all of a sudden it's like season two season three and they're still broke i'm like what, what what have you not watched the ozarks my guy in the ozarks owned a casino by now this is a terrible show why is netflix promoting it and why am i watching it and why am i on season three it makes no sense And then in the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of all these companies exploding in value, Netflix lagged a bit behind exploding in value. And in this week, it finally caught up to the rest of the tech stocks, jumping 10%, 10%. You know how ridiculous that is? You know the average market goes up 7% in a year and Netflix did a 10% in a week? It's not even earnings. No, no earnings were reported. Its market cap right now is $240 billion. That's ridiculous. Like, what, what's going on? For a company that, like, is barely even making profit, for a company with a massive debts, for a company that can't even really fully get back to its, uh, you know, production cycle, they're more valuable in a pandemic than they were before it. This is the epitome of what net makes Netflix successful. When you can take a Netflix original show like Good Girls and all of a sudden make it worthy enough from the trailers for everyone to watch it and not only watch it, make it from season one to season two to season three. Am I the demographic for the show? 
am I the person that's interested in like housewives robbing stores? I don't know. I really don't know. But the fact that I watched it shows that Netflix is getting more and more better, greater, impressive at making shows discoverable for their, not only discoverable for their audience, but creating a compelling story for their audience to watch those shows. And you know what that does in the long run? Retention. You see, every three months you have this show that gets people to the Netflix. But with all of these different services, you don't want people to quit the Netflix. How do you retain them? Good girls. No one's getting Netflix to watch good girls, but people are getting Netflix to people are getting Netflix. People are staying on Netflix because of good girls. Jeez, how is that even a tongue twister? Oh my God, it must be late at night. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. Why is that? That's because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. Let me know what you think about Netflix. Do you think it's still a great investment? Do you think Disney Plus is taking all of their spots? Let me know. I'm Fly Stewie at Twitter. Feel free to follow me, converse with me there. And we, Flight Crew, have to take off.